On this episode of Amazing Starts Here, we chat with Carlos Cortez, the Mets' third-round pick in 2018 out of the University of South Carolina. He's a second baseman and an outfielder, and he throws with both hands, by the way. But his calling card has always been his bat. He's a two-time league all-star, once with Brooklyn, and another with St. Lucie most recently in 2019. But Carlos has had the nice opportunity of going to Australia to play in the Australian Baseball League with the Sydney Blue Sox. And he was down there with two other Mets minor leaguers, Manny Rodriguez and Andrew Mitchell. Billy and I will bend his ear all day long about Sydney, what COVID's like in Australia, where on one of the final days he was playing, there were seven new cases in the country. And that same day, there were more than 90,000 in the U.S. So two different worlds. We'll chat about that. We'll chat about Baseball Fight Club. And we'll chat about seeing the business of baseball disrupt some friendships. It's Carlos Cortez on Amazing Starts Here. He is back in the United States. Carlos Cortez played over in Australia. One of the only people on, on earth that I think played in a league this year. Welcome back to the U.S. What was Australia like? Thanks, guys. Uh, it's been... It was unbelievable. Like, it was just an out-of-body experience. Um, got there, had a quarantine for two weeks, which was tough. But when I got out, I was just like, I can't believe I'm in another country right now. Like, it didn't feel like it, but it's like, wow, this is unbelievable. Like, I always wanted to come here. And it was, it was an incredible experience. So I've read some stories about um, traveling to Australia and how different it is and how serious they take the quarantine in terms of, you know, you get there and you're going right to a hotel and you're staying there for however long uh, yes. and they, they take away your key and it's just a, a completely different experience. So can you just kind of walk us through what that was like for you? Yeah. So arrived. So I left uh, the States November 30th, got there December 2nd, like, like I want to say around 10 a.m. Arrived to the hotel. They pick us up. Government picks you up in a bus. Um, show up, kind of check in, do your paperwork or whatever. And then they take your bags up to your room. You go to your room and that's it. Like no key. They, they open the door for you, use the key, and then they take the key with them. And then that's it. And then they test you. I think I tested the second day and the 13th day, I want to say. So, so how are you, how are you eating? And stuff? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the fat guy, so I'll ask. Um, well, they gave us three meals a day, and then you could order, like, whatever you wanted from the hotel. Um, but, yeah, three meals a day. It's pretty good food. Like, not bad. So, so if I, you look at the numbers, the last game you played was on February 8th, and in Australia there were seven new cases. That same day in the U.S. there were 92,000 cases. So yeah. once quarantine is over, what is it like? Are you seeing masks on the street? Everything's open. What is Australia like? Mostly everything's open. Like they weren't really affected by it because they like, they shut the country down. Like nobody could come in and I guess you could go out, but like nobody could come in. Like I, being a player, like I guess you got, we got like exempted and got a working visa and people were getting like denied visas like left and right pretty sure and we as imports got accepted but like it was a process to get accepted too so how good did it feel to just have life sort of back to normal again you're playing baseball you know restaurants are open you can walk yeah. on the street you could see people what was that like for you 
it was sick. Like it was just like, ah, oh, like we're back to normal. Like this is this is how it is how it is, you know? And it's like it's been a while since like you could just go out, go eat, no mask. Didn't have to go into a restaurant with a mask on or anything at all. Like it was just normal as it could possibly be. Every year, Billy, there's always like a broadcasters can go to Australia. And I'm like, I'd never go to Australia. But after hearing this, who knows? <laughs> it may uh, it may happen. You were down oh, there man. for the for the Sydney Blue Sox. Uh, you were down there with Manny Rodriguez and Andrew Mitchell. Uh, what was it like to be there with people? At least you knew, you know, you were trapped uh, in Australia for 14 days of quarantine and a whole season with people you knew. How, how cool was that? Yeah, that was that was good. Uh, kind of getting to experience a uh, different country with uh, familiar people and kind of, it made it a little bit easier to make the decision, you know, like, Hey, like there's a couple people that I know, like it won't be too bad. Like it can't be that bad. And then we got there and we kind of just like right away. It's just like, we got into it. Um, it, it just felt normal, like going out there with them. Like it wasn't really different. And then the team was just so like awesome. They just accepted everybody kind of you know it's hard to explain but they were just they're really really awesome they made it easy so the the team itself how many of the the guys on the team were were native australians and how many were from overseas and what what was sort of the mix like um every single player outside of the six imports that we had were australian so i mean that's that's they're they're sort of known for their uh hospitality i think down there so did you get to yeah experience any of the you know australia is i mean one of the most beautiful places in the world they say so i know you're playing baseball most of the time but did you get to enjoy any of the the, the sites down there as well yeah we did we went to a bunch of beaches uh went up to the mountains it was it was awesome we didn't get to leave the state that much but because of um because when we first got there we got shut down like our state got locked and we couldn't really go anywhere, so we had to stay inside the state. So we didn't travel. We didn't really travel outside of the state baseball-wise either. Are there any oddities to the Australian game? Like, are they swinging 3-0 when they're five years old? You know, like, what is – did you learn anything about the way they play that uh, you, you found interesting? Um, not, not really. It's, it's pretty similar, uh, I think, because I think that baseball's from us, from America – so they kind of learn that way. I'm pretty sure it's it's very 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 similar. Like you don't see too many crazy things out there, baseball wise. So how how good did it feel just to be able to to put on a uniform and play again? I mean, it's been such a long time, and, and you know, especially for a guy like you that was sort of right on the cusp of you know making that jump to the next level and potentially you know being in the big leagues here shortly. How good did it feel to just get back in front of people and swing a bat and see live music and or see live pitching and hear uh, <laughs> hear uh, at bat music when you're getting up to the plate? That kind of stuff. That was that was awesome. Like the first game showed up, like <clears throat> didn't know what to expect. It was awesome. Blew them out, and it was so much fun. I was like, man, I really miss this. And then we played two games, and then we couldn't play anymore for like a month. Yeah, which I was like, no way, this happens again. Like can't believe this is happening. And then we start ramping up again because the cases are, I guess are starting to go down. And then it's like, man, like this is fun. Like I miss this part of baseball, like competing and getting after and winning games, trying to win games, you know? Did it take a while to get back into it? Or was it that first game you were like, yep, this is what I do for a living. 
Yeah, I just – I actually got out of quarantine December 16th, played December 17th, and I was like, yeah, whatever. Whatever happens, happens. I ended up going like two for three, so it wasn't bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah you, you've always been like the kind of guy that seems like you could wake up and just go two for three, and it's not much of an issue. So I'm sure it's yeah. just like, like riding a bike. <laughs> Tried to be that guy, but it's hard. <laughs> Uh, so going back to, you know, the quarantine and last year, like, you know, it's, it's March, you're getting, you're in spring training, you're getting ready for a season in a couple weeks and then everything gets, gets shut down. So what, what did you do to sort of keep yourself, um, ready to go? And then, you know, at what point did you realize like, Hey, I'm probably going to lose a season here. And, um, what was your mentality going forward after that? Um, so after, after we got sent home, I kind of just like didn't really take a break from anything. Like I was staying at it. Me and my pops were just hitting every day, working out, um, doing whatever, just in case, you know, just in case my number was called, you know, just, just staying ready, always ready. And then I think when this probably like May and June, right around there, we were playing like Sandlot games out in uh, Mount Verde, Florida. Um, I think Frank Frankie Lindor was out there. It was a bunch of guys out there. It was that was fun too. We were just having fun playing baseball. Like that was cool. And then they all got sent out, and I was still at home, so I just nothing really changed. And then I was like, all right, like my season's over. Like I'm not gonna play right around like July. Is like it's too late at this point. Um, so like. Then they were talking about an instructional league where it was going to be like a competitive instructional league where we're going to be playing and stuff like that. So I was ramping up for that. Got ready. Then about maybe August, they were like, hey, like we have an opportunity for you to go to Australia. And I was like, all right, like I'll let you guys know. Got to instructs and they send the paperwork. And I was like, all right, like let's just do it. Like whatever. I need to play. I just I want to play. Played, played a couple games in uh, Instructs, then went out to – I think I was home for like two weeks after Instructs, then went out to Australia and did what I did there, and here we are almost a year later. <laughs> I, I want to go back to the these Sandlot games. I don't know if it's like Fight Club where you can't talk about it, you can't tell us yeah. what happened, but <laughs> – you said Frankie Lindor was there. I, I mean, I go to the supermarket of here in the city. I don't see Frankie Lindor there. What What yeah. is the Sandlot League that you were in? We were just playing like it was D Gordon had set it up. Um, there's a lot of guys out in Orlando that, that are big leaguers. Like Cookie was out there as well. Um, I forget all the guys, but there was a lot of guys out there. And it was it was some competitive, like fun baseball. Yeah, I've heard stories about this. There was like in in Tampa, there was like a secret fight club where like Verlander and Max Scherzer were pitching against each other, like on some back high school field. Yeah. Nobody could nobody could talk about, and nobody could take pictures. And yeah. all of a sudden, like a guy, there was uh, a guy who was I forget who it was. I, I read the story on ESPN about a dude who was like, "All right, I'm going to sign with somebody and play," but he hadn't faced live pitching in like six weeks. And he showed up, and it was Justin Verlander, and he was like, "Yeah, maybe not such a good idea." <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's funny. I, I heard about the Tampa one too. Heard there was a bunch of guys out there. But so now going into this season, now you're you're a, a year removed, I guess, from your last Mets action. But um, you know, you, you're 
pretty comfortable at the at the plate, obviously having a lot of success in, in Australia. Uh, now you come back here and you're going to be heading out to Florida, I think, in you know a couple of weeks, I would guess. Mm-hmm. Um, what What's sort of your mentality going into this year, um, knowing that you sort of lost all of last year in terms of your development in the system and, and moving up? And how are you, you know, do you, do you think that adds any more pressure to yourself or are you just, you know, hitting the, hitting the ground running, ready to go and seeing what happens? Yeah, um, it definitely, obviously it adds a pressure, but everyone lost a year pretty much. Like, didn't matter if you went to 60 men or not. Like, everyone lost a year, a full season. So, it's kind of like, all right, like, we can't really control what happened. So, let's just move on and let's just be ready as much as you can for this season and spring training and just, you know, kind of do what you always do and just hit and keep moving forward and kind of not letting what happened get to me because it obviously sucked and it was detrimental, but, you know, can't control it at all. Do you have any thoughts? I mean, you saw it on Australia live baseball, but do you think everybody's, like you said, everyone's going into this having lost a year. Do you think it's going to be weird and take a a little bit of time for everybody to get back to normal? Um, Yeah. But I think a lot of guys, like, like I said, like we didn't take time off. Like I don't think a lot of guys were really, taking time off. Like there was a lot of guys that were seeing live pitching. I'm pretty sure in Florida, a lot of guys, because there's a lot of guys in each area that are just like good players. And there's a lot of minor leaguers and big leaguers around. And so I, I don't think many guys lost a lot of at-bats, but the game itself and playing and competing, it's, it's a little different, but yeah, I'm sure people, people are going to see that and be like, all right, like, it's just kind of weird being back into it like this, you know? So, so being away from it the way you were, has that sort of given you, you know, an, an added sort of boost in terms of you realize how much you missed it and how important this is to you and um, yeah. sort of giving you an, an added motivation going into this year? I mean, you hit it right on the nail right there. <laughs> That's exactly how it feels. Very cool. When we yeah. talk to people about Carlos Cortez, they all say, oh, yeah, he throws with both hands. You see him in the outfield. Where is that uh, experiment now? What What is the latest on uh, your position when people ask? So uh, I'm starting to play the outfield again, which I play left-handed. Um, so I think I'm going to start mixing that in. I don't know really what's going to happen, but I kind of want to mix that in as well, playing the outfield. Played a little first base at Instructs, though. <laughs> which is pretty fun. Did pretty well there. Never bad to, to have a, a little versatility on your side. That's for sure. No, definitely not. So other, other than baseball, what, what did you sort of do to keep yourself occupied, you know, during these months when you're stuck inside? I mean, in Australia, you're stuck in a hotel room for two weeks by yourself. What are you, yeah. what are you doing to sort of keep yourself, you know, from going a little nuts? Play a lot of video games. I'll tell you that. A lot you're of video games. PS5 guy or you on Xbox? Yeah. I got the PS5 for Christmas, but I wasn't home. So I was like, I really wanted to get to it. Now, now I got it now. And that's so awesome. So I'm on PS5. Yeah. So you were in Australia, but your PS5 was home. How did that yes. happen? Oh my gosh. My, my parents had got, my parents had gotten it for me. I saw my PS4. I was like, Oh man, I need that thing so bad. Fiend for it. But yeah, made it work. Now, now, when you're when you're playing video games, I'm sure you play the show or whatever. Do, do you make yourself and throw yourself in the game? Um, in the show, you can make like a like a creative player and play with him on your Diamond Dynasty, and 
yeah, typically it's me. It's a lot bigger, but it's me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask I, you about your, your, the, the people that you were with in Brooklyn. I, I only because like for you, your situation was so odd that your buddy, Adam Hill went to South Carolina with you. Then is your, your boy in Brooklyn. And then you become friends with Ross Adolph. But yeah. both of those guys get traded. So what was that like for you? That offseason was brutal, man. I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, because I was it Ross I got traded first? I was like, no, not Ross. And then out of nowhere, I see Adam's like name being brought up. And I'm like, what the heck? And I look up and I was like, no way, man. Just before we even get to spring training, just like gone. I was like, oh, this sucks, man. But I was like, I was excited for spring training that year. But yeah, I was just, I was upset. This guy got traded. So how do you view that? It's just, where are you? Do you even keep friends anymore? Or you just don't want to get hurt again kind of thing? <laughs> no, I, I keep friends. I got a lot of friends um, in the system. But yeah, just try to make friends as I go. You know, friends for life. Because this game brings you <clears throat> brings you so close to a lot of people. And because you see them so much uh, in the season, like six months out of the year, you just, that's your boy. Every single day, those are your boys, you know? Family, pretty much family. It's like you see them more than you see your family. So my, my last question for you will be, um, you know, this year is going to be a little bit different, even though you're going to be playing, you know, probably wherever you're, you're going to be starting your season, it's going to be limited crowds and playing in front of like a thousand people and um, just a, a different experience. You know, how difficult do you think it's going to be for you to adjust to that? Um, you know, being used to playing, you know, in, in, you know, the SEC and there's fans everywhere and then coming to Brooklyn and there's a, a, a large, large yeah. crowd and stuff like that. So how, how does that adjustment do you think is going to be for you? Um, it'll be all right. We played St. Lucie, man. We got like <laughs> most we'd get was like 1200. It's like, Oh, nice day. I guess July 4th was probably the biggest one. But other than that, it's like, all right, like there's no fans. Like nobody wants to come out here in this heat. So it's like, it's, it's normal. Like playing in the minors, like you go on a road trip, or you're playing at 12 o'clock, like nobody wants to go to those games. So you're, you're kind of used to it, but it'll, it'll be nice to at least get fans out there and, you know, interacting and stuff like that. Carlos, uh, appreciate the time. Good luck this year. We had you in Brooklyn in 2018, uh, but double A AA and triple A in the future for you. So good luck. I hope so, man. I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Hopefully the next time we see you, it'll be in Queens, not in Brooklyn for sure. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks, Carlos. Thanks, guys. Have a good one.